Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. You ain't gonna care. You get a PhD from Harvard. Get that, get the top spot. And can't agree with anybody. You mad. You fussing. You acting a fool. Lose that job. And it goes down on the record in the computer. You can't get a job over in Germany. Because your record follows you. You, you go, go to Alaska. They, they open up the computer. Oh, there it is. What, what did you do over here? You see? See, you usually can't get by 30 years ago, but now you can't get by. It's everywhere. It's on the web. Oh, by the way, watch what you put on that web because when you erase it, it's not gone. It's not gone. You texting something ugly because you mad at this person and that person. You get on the way. You're on social media. You're over here and you're tweeting over here and all these other little platforms I can't call. And you own this and you own that. And oh, oh, what was I thinking? All of a sudden you come to your senses and you say, let me raise this. Let me get rid. Oh, it's not gone. It's in that engine. You think it's not in that engine. Just run for a public office. It'll come out real quick. You say, I, I raised that 20 years ago. No, it wasn't gone. If you desire to finish well in life, then be determined not to live on, on your emotions and not to live an emotionally charged life, but rather live a Bible-driven life. Live a Holy Spirit-driven life, a life that is driven by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. H, praising the Lord is the best cure for those who possess a spirit of anger. Praising the Lord is the best cure for those who possess a spirit of anger. Psalms 34, 1, 2, and 3 is just so powerful. It's riveting. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, let me just define worship. You know, to praise God is to Lord God, L-A-U-D. It is to Lord God. It's to boast in the God of your salvation. It's to brag on God. Some people spend all their time bragging on themselves. It's to brag on the goodness of God to you. It is to magnify God, 
To praise God is to lift up the name of Jesus. To praise God is to glorify Jesus. To praise and worship God is to honor the Lord. To praise and worship is to celebrate Jesus. It is to worship the Lord. God must be the object of your praise if you're going to have genuine worship of him. He must be the object of your praise if you're going to genuinely worship him. Praising God is not optional. God instructs us. He commands us from his word to praise him. The word of God instructs believers to praise and rejoice in the God of our salvation. One scripture of emphasis is Philippians chapter four, verse four, which says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. The scripture commands and instructs us to rejoice. Where is the rejoicing among believers? People gossip. They talk too much. They're lazy. They're not punctual. They're sad. They're looking at the wrong stuff. They're entertained. Listen, you can enter. I told my wife, I saw those shows on TV just, one, just on the commercials. They got all these game shows and this shows and that. They got stuff all over. I said, this society is entertaining themselves to death so that you can't miss what God wants to do with you, through you, and to you. Satan is entertaining the believers away from the word and will of God. That's why you can't praise him. Too much entertainment in your life. I was at the game of my grandson just yesterday, flag football, and I was looking out there, and all these sections, over here was the soccer, and over here was the flag football and over here and all these things. We had a hard time finding it. Where's our section three? We were, on, we were on one side and then we had to go and move all the way on the other side. We're trying to find where's section three. I just played so big out there in New Bronxville. And, you, and, and I'm going to tell you what, you go everywhere to see your kids play ball. And you ought to support your kids and you ought to go out and breathe some fresh air. That's good. That's good. Please go do that. And please go for You need something, you need some ball in your life. But ball shouldn't dominate your life. And I was looking at all them sections. And I said, you know what makes me sad? Except for a few of these. I told my wife, most of these children have never walked in the doors of a church house. Oh, they play tournaments. They're over here. They're over there. They got ball, but no Bible. And when Corona come, the children faint. The children are depressed. The children are over-medicated. No vacation Bible school in their life. No Sunday school in their life. Don't, don't come to church. But one game after another game and another game. Now, have fun. Do things with your children. We did it with ours. That's a place for it, and you ought to do it, but not as a substitute for the word of the living God. Do I have a witness here? What makes praise so valuable in the life of believers? What makes praise so valuable in the life of believers? Well, when we finish these, hopefully you'll be moved to praise God more. Worshiping and praising Jesus breaks the stronghold of anger. You want to break the stronghold of anger? Just start praising the Lord. Start shouting. Put on some praise music. I'm not talking about no sad Draggy, unscriptural 
testimonial music that doesn't edit, don't glorify Christ. I don't want no peanut butter and jelly. And I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Sometimes you ought to get to the top. I've never seen ever get to the top. Always at the bottom. Always on the rough side. Save a seat for me. You can. You know, a lot of these songs need to be done away with. You can't save no seat for me in heaven. You're doing good if you get there. Talking about saving a seat for me. How you going to save a seat for me? I got to confess and bleed Christ for myself. Hey, I'm going to save a seat for you. That is so unscriptural. Some of these authors of these songs don't have a dime worth of scripture in them. And y'all, they shout on them. I said, what are they shouting about? Y'all laugh because y'all know I'm telling the truth. Pray, worshiping and praising Jesus breaks the stronghold of anger. Next, praising the Lord shifts us from a self-centered focus to a Christ-centered focus. When you start praising God, it's not about you anymore. It's not about your title, your position. It's not about, you know, I was talking to the guys earlier this morning. It's about us being servant leaders. It's not about us. It's about being a servant uh, when you worship Christ, you become more Christ-focused and less self-focused. You know what praising the Lord does? Praising the Lord refreshes you. It revives you. you. It revives your spirit, your soul, and your body, and lifts your spirit and removes depression. It removes depression. It's the best medicine for depression. Put that music on. By the way, thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, God. God is not concerned about how high you jump. Go on and jump to the ceiling. But if you can't live right when you land, stop jumping. Stop jumping. Don't get off that flow. Stop foaming at the mouth. Stop speaking in tongues. You all that and can't speak to your wife. Can't say hi. Can't say, how you doing? How was your day? Can't say, I love you. Can't kiss. You don't do nothing else. Why are y'all laughing? Praising the Lord <laughs> refreshes, revives, and lifts your spirit and removes depression. Next, wisdom from God comes through praising the name of Jesus. Wisdom from God comes through praising the name of Jesus. We think better when we praise the Lord. You want wisdom? Start praising the Lord. Start enjoying God. Start enjoying God. You know what praising the Lord does? Uh, praising the Lord restores your joy. Some folks sit and they never move. Now, oh, when the sports are on, your team is on, you screaming at the television, why you drop that ball? And you, and you, I guess they heard you and telling you, well, I'm not going to drop it no more because she told me not to drop the ball from the couch. You're hollering and screaming. If you know, if you're that good, you get out there. You qualify for the team. Praise restores your joy. That's why some of you can't sing. You sing so sadly. You can't stand, you can't raise a hand, you just look like somebody's been baptized in lemon juice. You know what praise does? Praise open our eyes. Praise open our eyes to blessings bestowed upon us. You know, when you're not praising God, there's an inability to see your blessings. 
You can't even see your blessings. Life issues just blind you. When you praise God, God lets you in on what he's been doing for you and what he is doing for you and what he's about to do for you. Do I have a witness here? Praise will open your eyes and you begin to see just how blessed you are. And then you start shouting. Praise, open your eyes to God's blessing in your life. And you don't walk around with a gloom and doom mentality. Praising Jesus ushers in balance, peace, and wellness in our minds. Praise brings balance. It recalibrates your mind. It, gives, it brings peace of mind and wellness in your mind. I've never seen so many crazy folk in my life. Just confused and batty and misdirected. And I can just listen to them talk and I say to myself, huh? And, and, and you know what? It comes from people that you think ought to know better. But they don't. And when they open their mouth, dumb comes out. Praising Jesus defeats Satan, demons, and strategies they orchestrate against us. Praising Jesus defeats Satan, demons, and strategies that they orchestrate against us. Don't you know Satan's orchestrating against you right now as you sit in this seat and he's planning on you right now? He's devising a scheme against you. He wants you, by the time you get in that car, husband and wife, he's going to pick a fight. Uh, he's going to see something. And he's going to get, he's going to punch that button to make you forget everything you've learned in here. You know, he's he strategizing. But when you begin to praise God and sing and thank God and enjoy God, you know what? It defeats the wicked strategies Satan is devising against you and me, your children, your grandchildren. Satan is not your friend. He hates you. He is an enemy. Stop playing and dabbling in his camp. You can't have your feet in both camp. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. By the way, it ought not take 15 years for somebody to discover you saved. When you've really been born again, your spirit of praise is indicative of the fact that you belong to God. Praise, praise. Praise in Jesus you know what it does? It liberates those who are held captive by addictions. It liberates those who are held captive by addictions. Addiction to gambling. Addictions to talking too much. Addictions to caffeine. Addiction to smoking. You know, addiction to sugar. Addiction to hamburgers and french fries. And sodas, addiction to alcohol, addictions to yourself, addiction to your television show. When your show can't come on, you're in a mess. Addictions, addiction, addiction, addiction to pleasure, addiction to gossip, addiction to the cell phone to the point that if you don't have it, you fall to pieces. You hold it and you down under and you're doing this under you. It's everywhere. You, you're in everybody's life. You, 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 you Mrs. AT&T. Mr. AT&T. You can't put it down because it has you. If you read this Bible as much as you text, you would be brilliant spiritually. 
You be, you be brilliant. Every time you text, you say, now I got to read a paragraph in the scripture. That'll slow your texting down. Oh, I got to make another text. Okay, I got to. Oh, God, that Psalms one. Here it comes. Oh, two texts a day. Okay, Genesis one and uh, Revelation two. Oh, you slow down then. Because you got you got to you got to go to the text every time you decide to. Your texting will dissipate real fast. texting. Holy texting. Text of God. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Jude, (laughs) just holy texting. You walk by faith and not by sight. You'll be strong and have an unshakable faith. You won't receive the words of people against you. And you won't let people define who you are. You'll know who you are and whose you are in Christ. You'll know that you're a child of the king. You know that you're a saint. You'll know that you're a chosen generation. Do I have a witness here? Nobody will rattle you. Nobody will shake you. You'll stand because you've been texting the infinite, infallible, superior, transforming of authoritative word of the living God. God, God, God. Boy, praise. What does it do? We witness more miracles in our lives when we praise the Lord. We witness more miracles. You say, I haven't seen a miracle in a long time. Maybe there's a deficiency of praise in your life. Because when you begin to praise God, when the praises go up, oh, y'all know it. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. You begin to see miracles, signs, and wonders. God opens your eyes and you begin to live on a spiritual plane that the average person don't live on. You see the unseen. Your talk is at a level that the average person will not be able to comprehend because you're praising the Lord. Miracles. When is the last time you've seen a miracle in your life? And you know what? The other day in prayer meeting, y'all say, what's that? It's, it's prayer meeting. Prayer gathering. They come here. We come here on Wednesday and we really come here. We're really here. You don't think we're here? Come out here on 630. We're here. The question is, where you been? And we started talking about the blessings of God and these folks talking about all the blessings they've been getting during this pandemic. And I almost ran from here. I'm just not, I can't do like I used to do. I, I wanted to run off from here to the back door and I wanted to run from that back door to the west side, to the east side. I was rejoicing in the blessing of all these saints in the midst of pandemic, pe- people getting blessed because they know how to praise God. Let me tell you something. No pandemic or any other demic, no epidemic, sidemic, no variation of mutation of viruses can t- steal your blessing when you keep Jesus as the object of your worship and you praising God. Those blessings going to come and a pandemic can't stop it. We king kids. 
<laughs> we can't care. We in Goshen. Now, the world is miserable and they holding their head and they shaking and they whips in and they need all these folks and all that. And God got you in Goshen. There's some Goshen children right in the house. And you listen, you 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 got favor. You got grace. You got peace. You got you. You got calmness. You got tranquility. God has you in Goshen and you ain't all a hot mess and you're not a wreck because you praise in Jesus. Then praising Jesus is therapeutic to the body. Listen, there are people, they get a little headache. I'm staying home. I got a headache. I thought somebody said, I, I saw one sister, I'm not going to call her name. She was hopping when she was coming. I said, what's wrong with you? She said, I got some arthritis down here in my leg. But she came to the house of God anyhow. I tell you what, when you have a made up mind to worship the Lord and you keep him as the object of your focus, you're not worried about what, who has on, what hair stop, what's hair stop, is that her hair and all that kind of stuff. You're not worried about that. No, no. How old is she and how old is he and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. All of a sudden, your blood pressure go down. All of a sudden, the the. Your stomach feel better, the ulcers, and all of a sudden you're not struggling and there's a peace, an overwhelming sense of peace that the world can't even understand because you praising God. You came in here half sick and half mess. Matter of fact, you was a hot mess, but you left out of here made whole. Then praising God renews your spirit of passion in Christ. Praising God renews your passion in Christ. That's the theme of our year, renewed passion for Christ. That's the theme of Maranatha this year. Because many saints, the truth be told, in this pandemic have lost their passion. They're doing so little for God. You say, well, I can't come to church. I got an underlying condition. Well, you can call somebody and say, let me pray for you. And the pandemic can't stop you from calling somebody and say, how can I pray for you? Where's your ministry of calling? Huh? Uh, using your car to drop off food to some sick and shed. And you don't have to go in the house, just drop it off. Say, babe, I just left some on your porch. I'm like, oh, on your porch. That's ministry. Ministry can be done creatively and you're not at home just throwing yourself an eternal Pity party. There are ways you can serve God in the midst of this pandemic and God will bless your attitude of heart. He will. Last but not the least, transitioning from praise, you cannot be healed of of an angry spirit until you are willing to forgive those who have wronged or hurt you deeply. You cannot be healed of an angry spirit until you are willing to forgive those who have wronged or hurt you deeply. Jesus said in Luke 23, 34a, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You will be one angry person if you do not follow the example 
of Jesus and forgive the worst of injustices against you. You say, you don't know how horrendous it was. I know it. I know I don't know your story. But you get to talking to somebody else, you'll find out their story is worse than your story. Even your worst offense pales in comparison to what our Lord endured on the cross to procure our salvation. Following the examples of Christ is the surest way to gain victory over our anger. You're talking about somebody hurt you, somebody divorced you unjustly, somebody schemed on you, somebody deceived you, somebody betrayed you, somebody, whatever it is, it pales in comparison to what our Lord suffered on that cross. He was God incarnate, perfect, never thought a wrong thought, never did a wrong deed. He served people all the way unto death. There was no fault in him at all. Never said a wrong word. He was the savior of the world. They spit on him. They nailed him to a cross. They crowned his head with thorns. They pierced his side. And he could have said, lightning bolt, strike them all. He could have said, earthquake, swallow them up. But he didn't say none of those things. Angels, one angel could have wiped out a hundred thousand of them. But he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. If you just learn to follow Jesus and gaze at the Lord and let him be the object of your focus, your hurt, your pain, your disappointment, your betrayal, your mental condition, your suicidal tendencies will be healed. Your depression will go away. There are certain things psychologists and doctors can't fix. Only Dr. Jesus can fix it. Do I have a wish? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Only Dr. Jesus can fix it. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, Please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.